0: This ministry has been made available by Kenneth Higgins from a Bible Training Center, Nigeria. sat together with Jesus at the right hand of the Father, far above, far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that's named not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Amen. Now, um, one thing I'd mentioned earlier, I'll just explain it some more, is the fact that we have authority over demon spirits. We don't have authority over human wheels. We don't have authority over somebody else's wheel. What we have authority over is evil spirits and the forces of darkness, sickness, disease, anything that's of the devil, we have authority over it. Now, if you're trying to manipulate somebody else that's witchcraft <laughs> and it's a work of the flesh amen we don't have that authority we don't have that authority even god will not violate another man's will god he wouldn't violate somebody else's will second corinthians 1 says it's not that we have dominion over your faith we are helpers of your joy so faith will not override free will there was someone who called me one time he, he said But I believed God. I believed God. But my mother still died. I don't know what went wrong. And I asked him, I said, what did your mother believe? Uh, He said, she wanted to die. I said, it was to her according to her faith. You can't violate somebody else's will with your faith. You can't. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. Galatians 3.11, Romans 1.17, Hebrews 10.38. Now, Habakkuk 2.4 puts it like this. The just shall live by his faith. Amen. When the two blind men came to Jesus, Matthew 9, 29 through to 31, what did actually 27 to 31? What did Jesus tell them in verse 29? He said, Do you believe I'm able to do this? They said, Yes, Lord. The Bible says, Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith be it unto you. So it will always be to you according to your faith. I told you of the young man I was talking with one time, you know, was telling me some experiences he was having. Oh, when he continued to relay them, how you'll hear this voice, how you'll hear that. I said, what is it that the voice tells you? Hmm. In fact, I didn't even need to talk with him too much. Just looking at his countenance, I could see something was the matter. You know, the Bible says in him was life and the life was the light of men. You know, remember the Hebrew children. The Bible says their countenance was fairer and fatter in flesh. Even people's countenance, when they start getting oppressed of the devil, it shows on their countenance. You know? I told him, I said, no doubt you're having those experiences. I I don't dispute that. No doubt you're probably hearing those voices for real. But listen to me. In the spirit world, it's not only God who is in that realm. The devil is also there. Whatever... It is that he's speaking to you, is not the Holy Ghost. It's a wrong spirit. Oh, and he wanted to fight with me. Oh, no, but I'm having these experiences, but the experience is supernatural. I said, Look, I'm not saying you aren't having supernatural experiences, but I'm just saying the source of that supernatural is not the Holy Ghost. Look, don't respond to just any spirit, don't open up yourself to just any manifestation, don't open up yourself to just anything. Don't open up yourself to just any voice. Examine it in the light of the word. Examine it in the light of the word. Some of the things that voice told him clearly contradicted scripture. And I told him something. I said, if you keep listening to those spirits, they will run you crazy. And you'll wind up in a mental institution. I could tell. Well, he wouldn't listen. He ended up being in the psychiatric ward. Because that's where they drove him. Now, you say, why didn't I cast it out of him? I couldn't. Because he wanted it. If he wants to be hearing the voices, not even God can stop him. Because God won't violate his will. God is love. There was one time, um, Oral Roberts, actually there was time he was seeking the Lord. And as he was seeking the Lord, he had an audible voice. God called him into the ministry, gave him a healing ministry. He related that experience in one crusade of his. And there was a woman there who now felt like, hmm, I also want to have this kind of experience. I want to hear a voice. So she began to seek voices. And who so findeth? And she found voices. Don't just seek voices. Seek God. God might not speak to you in a voice. He might just lead you through an inward witness. The inward witness is just as spectacular as a vision of an angel. Follow the inward witness. If God wants to give you a vision, great. If he, he won't speak to you in an audible voice, fine. But if it's God, it will line up with the Bible. The Spirit and the Word agree. Hell, that lady wanted to hear voices, so she started hearing voices. And it drove her insane. She ended up in a mental institution. She had been... Taken there twice. Now, when the mental issues started, they took her to our robots meeting. Our robots couldn't get her delivered, obviously. Took her to Jaco's meeting. Jaco couldn't get her delivered. Brinham's meeting. William Brinham couldn't get her delivered. They took her from meeting to meeting to meeting. And they couldn't get her delivered. She was on Brother Hagen's healing line. As soon as he got to her on the healing line, the Lord told him, showed him what happened. And then he told uh, the lady and her husband who was with her to take her. Now, he didn't know all these details on the natural. He knew them by revelation. said they should take her to the pastor's uh, office that he will meet with her privately. You know, you need to have some discretion in some of these areas. Meet with her and her husband privately with the pastor. When they got there, he told her, he said, look, what happened is this. You're hearing voices. The husband said they had been, she had been committed to a mental institution once. He said, no, it's not once. It's Twice. And then he now narrated that. He also said, how did you know? He said, yes, the Lord showed me. That actually was a word of knowledge. Ran in front of him like a screen. And then he said this. She wants to keep hearing those voices. And because she wants to keep hearing them, I can't help her. If she ever wants to get rid of them, you can get a hold of me. I'll help her get rid of them. But you see, you can't violate somebody else's will." You can't violate somebody else's will. We have authority over the devil in our own lives, in our domain, in our spheres of influence. But when it comes to somebody else's life, they are the ones to exercise the authority. If they want the devil, they will have the devil. Remember in Acts 16, you know, if you read from verse 16 through to 18, the Bible talks about when Paul and um, Silas, they were at Philippi. You know, there came this lady that had a spirit of divination. Followed them many days. Saying, these men are the servants of the Most High God. Would you show us the way of salvation? Followed them many days. Obviously, she had a wrong spirit. Then the Bible says, Paul, being grieved in the spirit, turned and said, come out of high. You know, thou unclean spirit in the name of Jesus. People sometimes wonder, why didn't Paul get that thing out the first day? Why did he have to put up with it so long? Look, if it was in Paul's house now, he had authority over the devil. But here he was, in the world, in going out to preach the gospel. And remember, the devil is the God of this world. And he had to depend on the Holy Ghost until he had a manifestation of the descending of spirits. Descending of spirits is seeing and or hearing into the spirit world. Amen. Seeing and hearing into the spirit world. Obviously, that's what he had, and when he did, he now spoke to the spirit, and then the lady got delivered. Do you see that? So you see, yes, we're word people, but we're also Holy Ghost people. We need to depend on the Holy Ghost, and in some of these cases, we need His help. For instance, let's say somebody is demon possessed. You know, we don't see many demon possessed people. Yes, some people they will say that their house girl is possessed. <laughs> I, I always laugh when I hear those things. Uh, if you see a possessed person, we used to. If somebody is possessed, the person is taking over spirit, soul, and body. The person will be violently insane. Most of the things we see are just people yielding to wrong spirits. Or maybe people who are oppressed. There are three levels of demonic activity. There is oppression. There is obsession. There is possession. Possession. Can a Christian be possessed? Impossible. Because for a demon to possess you, the demon will have to first dispossess you of the Holy Ghost. And there's no devil that can ever do that. The Bible says, Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. In a case where someone is possessed, taken over completely, spiritual and amor- Something happened to Lester Somral when he was in the Philippines. There was this girl. She was in a padded cell. And here she was talking about one creature attacking her. And people would see marks on her body that she was scratched by that thing. They could see hair from the creature on her body. And she was being attacked. Nobody could seem to find the answer. God sent Lester somewhere there. <laughs> and he got her delivered. She wanted to be delivered. God had delivered in the name of Jesus. He was a national feat. Because it was a national problem that had had national publicity. And when she got delivered also, it had national publicity. You remember, God is in the show business. (laughs) That in the ages to come, it might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us. Amen. That now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be made known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. Amen. God knows how to do stuff. God knows how to do stuff that will bring him glory. And lady wanted to be free. She was set free. So, in a case where someone is possessed, taking over completely, spiritual and body, you can't use general faith to deliver them. You know why? Because you can't pray a prayer of faith for somebody without their cooperation. And somebody who is totally taking over, spiritual and body, you can't get their cooperation. But the wonderful thing is that thank God for the gift of special faith. Amen. In cases like that, we have the Holy Ghost manifesting in such ways to bring out the deliverance for the person. When they want to be free. There was this lady. She had lost her mind. She was in her 60s. They brought her to Brother Higgins' personage. And then um, when they brought her, you know, she was just making unintelligible sounds, noises, you know. Oh gosh, he had lost it. And then he was wondering, Lord, how am I going to help this lady? How am I going to help this lady? How am I going to help this lady? What do I do to help her? Then he began to pray in other tongues. Seeking God for direction. How do I handle this case? What do I do to help her? After about two hours of praying in other tongues like that, eventually the, the lady's daughter said, well, I have to go fix food for my husband. I have to leave now. Try to bundle her mom. To get, to take her. Then the mother said the only intelligent thing she had ever said that day. What was it? She said, will I ever be any better? He said as soon as she said that, compassion welled up from the inside of him towards her. And the Holy Ghost came on him. It was a gift of special faith. I know that. Sometimes it comes on me like a mantle, like a cloak. I know it when it's on me. Amen. Smith of said, when the gift of special faith is in operation, you know what's going to happen ahead of time. Well, when it did, he said, under the unction of the Holy Ghost, he pointed at her and said, yes, you will, in the name of Jesus. And that was all he said. She didn't look any different. She didn't feel any different. The her highway. But the third day at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, her mind suddenly became normal. Hallelujah. Perfectly delivered. Perfectly delivered. Hallelujah. Amen. He had given the command of faith. He had spoken in faith. But that was in general faith. That was a gift of special faith. Are you listening? So we are not without help. We have the Holy Ghost to help us. Remember that in Matthew eight sixteen, the Bible says that when the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word. The word his, in his is in italics there. So the literal Greek actually says he cast out the spirits with word. Word. Whose word? God's word. He spoke God's word. He used the word of God to cast the devils out. But then if you come over to Matthew 12, 28, he said, if I, by the spirit of God, cast out devils, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. So you see, there's also, in in dealing with the devil, in the ministry of authority, especially in helping other people, amen, we need to depend on the Holy Ghost. There's a place of him showing us what to do. There's a place of him telling us what is going on. Brother Hagin talked about one meeting he had in this church. He said the meeting lasted. They wanted the meeting to just be two weeks. After two weeks, there was, uh, he just for some funny reason, said, okay, let's have another week of meetings. Was this lady, she had cancer. They brought her to the meeting. He had laid hands on her the first Tuesday, the first Friday, nothing happened. The second Tuesday, the second Friday, nothing happened. Now, she actually could have received by her faith, through the laying on of hands, she could have. But for some funny reason, she didn't. He said the third week, that was going to be the fifth time he was laying hands on her. When he got to her in the healing line, he suddenly was enveloped by a cloud. The cancer had started in her lungs. That's where it started. He said he saw this demon st- sticking out from her lung. And then he said to the demon, you're going to have to leave her alone. The demon said, but I don't want to. He said, but you will. You have to. Out you go in the name of Jesus. The thing left her. You know, she went back to the same cancer clinics. And they couldn't find the cancer. She was healed. She was healed. Now you say, why didn't it happen the first time? I don't know. I'm not the Holy Ghost. Amen. Those things work as the Spirit of God wills. And that's why we are absolutely helpless without His help. Yes, we should be people of the Word. But we also ought to be people of the Holy Ghost. Especially when it comes to helping other people. Now, in my own life, I have authority. I can stand on God's word and exercise that authority. I have the Holy Ghost to teach me, to show me what's going on. Now, in helping other people, if it's in a place where the person is intelligent, they can listen to God's word, they can apply God's word for themselves, just by teaching them God's word and them acting on it, they can be set free from anything. Some people are too far gone. You can't get God's word across to them. In a case like that, you will need to depend on the Holy Ghost. And thank God, he does manifest himself. He does manifest himself. Amen. As you depend on him. There some, that's why some cases will not respond to the anointing with oil. Will not respond to the laying on of hands. Because it's not a case of healing. It's a case of dealing with the devil. Sometimes some of those spirits will need to be dealt with. Will need to be cast out. Now, like I said, don't forget what I said. A Christian cannot have a demon in his spirit. It's impossible. However, a Christian can have a demon oppressing his body or obsessing his mind or oppressing his mind. It's possible. A Christian can open the door to demon activity in his life. Ephesians 4.27 says you need to give place to the devil. That means that the devil can't take any place in your life except you give him. And that also means he can take place in your life if you give him. Amen. But you see, we've got authority over him, and we can shut the devil on the shut the door on the devil. We have authority over his forces. We have authority over his wiles. We have authority over him. Now it's just like in healings, sometimes there's a, a, a mass meeting. You know, there's a mass meeting. People come to that mass meeting. God's word is being preached. There's a mass faith that is present. And then people get healed in that atmosphere. You know, where there's a mass faith, a corporate faith, or where gifts of the Spirit are in operation. Then, after that, these people get on their own. And then they are really on their own. Now, some of them don't have any foundation in God's word. See Matthew 12, 43 to 45. When an unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and findeth none, and saith, I will go back to the house where I came from. And when he's come to it, he finds it empty, swept, and garnished. And he goes to bring seven other spirits, more wicked than itself. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. You see, that's a principle. Not just with demon power, but also with sickness, with anything that is of the devil. Satan is ground. And if there's any ground that you take from him, it's always like the devil to try to reclaim it. Amen. Always like the devil to try to reclaim it. He will always try to put the same thing back on you. It's a fact. Revelations 3, 11. Revelations 2, 25. The Bible says, Hold that fast which thou hast. I was talking to a friend of mine one time, not so, such a close friend, a classmate when I was in school. And then he said this to me. He said, Well, he doesn't believe in all those healing meetings that people say they have. I said, Why? He said, Because those healings are not real. I said, Why do you say so? He said, Because some of those people who get healed, you see them healed. The same guy is walking, or he was deaf. They test him his hearing. Crippled guy, he's walking by himself. He said, Sometimes a month after, six months after, one week after, the same condition is back on him. I said, yeah, sometimes it happens. Then he said, it means the man never got healed in the first place. I laughed. I said, so are you trying to tell me that anything God does, it's forever? He said, yes. Okay. Then I asked him a question. Did God save you and get you in fellowship with him? He said, yes. Then I asked him another question. Are you in fellowship with him now? He looked at me. He said, no. Then, is it that it wasn't God that did it? Look, it's a principle. The devil always will bring a counter-attack. That's why when the counter-attack comes, you know, there was this lady, she couldn't hear in one of her ears. Her hearing was bad. I laid hands on, just put my finger there in the name of Jesus. I told the thing to open. It opened up. Then, a while after that, he said one day, she just heard some noises in that particular ear. Some noise there. And for some moments, she couldn't hear with that ear. What should she have done? Should she have just said, Devil, no, you can't take my healing from me. According to God's word, I'm healed and stood her ground. But sometimes some people play into the devil's hands. Well, I thought the Lord healed me. I guess He didn't. That's not what to say. That's the time to say, Devil, you're not going to put that back on me. According to the word of God, I'm healed. James 4 7 resist the devil he will flee from you satan i resist you i stand against you and he will leave but many times it seems to me as though some people read that verse in reverse where it says to god resist the devil he flee from you seems like they want to submit themselves to the devil resist god and they want him to flee from them don't submit to the devil resist him When the devil tries to put the same sickness back on you, don't submit to it, resist it. When the devil tries to bring the same sin you were delivered from back in your life, don't submit to it, resist it. When the devil tries to bring poverty in your life, don't submit to it, resist it. Resist it, stand your ground. What does it mean to resist? It means to oppose vigorously. Have you ever seen a fellow resisting arrest before? I've seen it. You know, they want to get him. He says, No, I'm not going. They say, No, we'll take you. He says, No, I'm not going. They get one hand. He puts one leg there. They take the leg. He puts the hand there. They take the hand and the leg. He puts his tummy there. They try to force him out. He says, No, I'm not going. He gets to the door. He puts one hand this way, one leg this way. So he, you are going to have to break him to get him out. He's resisting arrest. Now, that's a case of someone that superior power comes to get him. And he's trying to do his best to try to keep from going. Now, in our case, we are the superior power. We are the superior power. We are the victors. We are the ones with the authority. We are the ones with the victory. So we are simply standing our ground against the devil. And the Bible says he will flee. What does it mean to flee? It means to run away from as in terror, it means to scamper. You know, when you say somebody ran 440, whatever that is, when his heels hit the, his head and he runs that fast, he scurries out in a hurry, he's scared to his weeds. That's what the devil will do when we stand our ground. He's got authority over him. Let's exercise that authority. Let's exercise that authority. We don't have authority over other people. We don't have authority over their wheels. No. Do you know that the devil can know some things about the future? Do you know that? He can predict certain things about the future. And they come out accurately. Nostradamus. Crystal ball. No, that's not the Holy Ghost. And then the guy predicted about Hitler. He called him Hisla. Exactly what he was going to do. How did he know that? I wasn't the Holy Ghost, you know? Some people, many pastors who know the Holy Ghost, if you walked into their service with a red hat on, they won't know Him, they won't recognize Him. Don't go just anywhere where you see manifestations. And now, let me also tell you something the fact that somebody manifested in quotes doesn't mean they got delivered. And the fact that there was no manifestation doesn't mean someone didn't get delivered. The truth of the matter is this. If you're a believer, you don't need to go for any deliverance. Even if you're having demon trouble, you can stand your ground, exercise your authority, and the devil will leave you alone. You don't need to go to somebody. Now, if you need some help, and there's some other believer who knows his rights in Christ, yes, he can exercise authority over you. You know, sometimes... Some people talk about a deliverance ministry. Is there a deliverance ministry? Well, there's a believer's authority Two class where that question will be addressed. And that question will be tackled in detail. But it suffices me to say for now, every believer has authority over the devil. You can stand against him. You can stand against him. Will he attack you? Yes, he will. You see, the very he's called the prince of the power of the air. The very atmosphere about us is filled with hostile forces. He's the God of this world. And until Adam's lease runs out, he has a right to be here. And I also have a right to reign over him. And I'm exercising that right. And I know you are doing the same. We've got authority over him. We've got authority over him. We've got authority over him. Over the situations of our lives, the circumstances of our lives... Don't let the devil manipulate you. Don't let the devil manipulate things. If he has been attacking your mind, maybe you've had issues with your mind and he's been attacking your mind. Let me tell you something. It's just like the devil. He will try to bring it again. And that's one mistake people make. They don't prepare for the counter-attack. And then when the enemy comes, they fall like a pack of cards. No, get ready for him. Get ready for him. Fill your heart with God's word. Fill your mind with God's word. Stay full of the Holy Ghost. When he shows up, then you too, you show up. And tell him, devil, no way. You're not putting that back on me. Meditate on the truths about your authority. Feed upon those truths again and again and again and again and again. When the symptoms come, don't yield to them. Don't yield to them. Don't submit to the symptoms. Oh, it has come again. These symptoms are are here again. No. When the symptoms come, say devil, no, you're not putting that on me. I stand against you in the name of Jesus. Having on all to stand, I stand therefore. According to God's word, I'm delivered from the power of darkness. I'm translated into the kingdom of the son of God's love. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. God has not given me a spirit of fear but a power of love and of a sound mind. I have the mind of Christ. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. See, speak God's word to him. Remember, our weapon of offense in dealing with the devil is the sword of the spirit, the word of God. Speak the word to him. Speak the word to him. Speak the word to your mind. Speak God's word to your mind. Talk to your mind regularly. I have a sound mind. 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 And then learn to think right. Sometimes believers have seen things happen to Christians. They open the door to the devil. Sometimes in their minds and you see some things and you're wondering, how did this happen? How did it get here? It can easily happen if you open the door to him. Don't meditate on the devil's lies. See, the devil's greatest weapon is a power of suggestion. He's always endeavoring to enter your thought life. You know, thoughts start coming. Look at how you've been cheated in life. Thoughts start coming. You know, you know you're not good enough. You know your husband doesn't love you. You know they don't really care about you. You know nobody cares about you. You know you're just a victim. You know they don't love you. You know, you know when those kind of thoughts start coming, don't entertain them. Don't entertain them. Look, you know, I think many of us, We wait until we see a fellow with a pitchfork in his hands, a long tail, and the head shaped like a dragon before we start resisting. When a thought of doubt comes, that's the devil resist it. A fear thought comes, that's the devil resist it. A wrong thought comes, don't entertain those thoughts. Don't entertain those thoughts. There was this lady, real life story. She was married, happily married with her husband. They were in the ministry 25 years. This lady, it was said of her, she wasn't just good looking. She wasn't just beautiful. She wasn't just pretty. My God, she was exceptional. That if she came into this room, everybody is going to turn and look at her. Man, woman, boy, girl, preacher, lay man, because she had it. Whatever it was. (laughs) She just had it. Charming. Extremely Charming extremely gorgeous and she also had a good voice for singing she had served with her husband in the ministry 25 years then one day real life story an evil spirit came and sat on her shoulders and said do you know you'll be cheated in life in the world you could have had fame you could have had fortune but look at this Christianity that you're doing you've been cheated in life you've been robbed Immediately, she recognized it as being the devil. She resisted it in the name of Jesus. The thing left. The next day, came back again. You know you've been cheated in life. You've been robbed in life. Look at this low life you are living. With this preacher of a man. When you could have had fortune. Look at your voice. You could have have been in showbiz. You could have had a lot of fame. What's all this? She resisted it. She knew it was the devil. She stood her ground. Then the thing came again. She resisted It came again. She resisted it. Until the time came... It came, and she did not resist it. She began to entertain it. She began to meditate on it. I could have had fame. I could have had fortune. I'm gorgeous. I'm beautiful. Remember Satan? You know, was lifted up in pride. His beauty, his wisdom. Also had some new music. You know, she began to entertain those thoughts. She began to entertain those thoughts. And what was the next thing she did? She left her husband, someone who had been minister 25 years, left her husband, ran off with another man, and then had another man, and then another man, and then another man, running over the place with different men. Well, as Jesus narrated this story to Brother Hagin, he said to her, he said, look, at that point, when she had ran off with those men, had different ones of them, Jesus said to him, she was still my daughter. She still had authority over the devil. At any of those times, she could have just asked me to forgive her and I'll have forgiven her and she could have exercised her authority. And that thing would have left her alone. But she didn't. The thing, it was an oppression. That spirit began to oppress her. Eventually, she got obsessed in her mind with that thinking. It was like a black dot. Well, the Lord had people go to her at some particular time, a uh, leader in a denomination went to meet her in a hotel room where she was with one man. Now, it wasn't her having different men. That was bad. That was awful. But you see, she hadn't crossed the line then. She still was God's child. She was just living in broken fellowship. This leader of the denomination got there, knocked at the door. She came out to meet him inappropriately clothed. And said to him, and said to his face, Well, if you want to come to talk to me about that Jesus, to hell with him. Now, she didn't say that under duress. If she had said it under duress, a feat of rage, pressure, you know, without really meaning it in her heart, it wouldn't amount amounted to anything. But look, it was premeditated. She knew exactly what she was doing, she said it deliberately. Bible says in Hebrews 6 verses 4 to 6. For it is impossible. For those who were once enlightened. And have tasted of the heavenly gift. Made partakers of the Holy Ghost. Tasted the good word of God. The powers of the world to come. If they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance. Seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh. And put him to an open shame. Hebrews 10 26 to 28. For if we sin willfully. After we have received knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for judgment and fiery indignation. He that sinned under Moses' door died with under Moses' law died without mercy. Of how much sorrow punishment, suppose ye he shall be thought worthy, who had trampled under foot the Son of God, counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing, despite unto the spirit of grace. That's the unpardonable sin. Now, I'll tell you something. hmm? Most people don't qualify to commit it. For instance, if you are here, you did not commit the unpardonable sin. The very fact that you are here, you haven't committed the unpardonable sin. Brother Hagen said in 70 years of being a Christian and 69 years in ministry, he only met three people that committed it. It's not an easy sin to commit. Most people don't even qualify to be able to commit it. There are conditions to meet. Difficult conditions. That woman's adultery wasn't the unpardonable sin. That's pardonable. The unpardonable sin was when willfully, willfully she turned her back on Jesus' lordship. When she did that, that demon went from her mind. That, that obsession and went into her spirit and she got possessed. And she became a child of Satan. She, she's already spending eternity in hell. Yeah. You know, the Bible says Ephraim is joined to his idols. Let him alone. The Bible says, if a man sees his brother sin, a sin, that's not unto death. Let him pray, I shall give him life. There's a sin unto death. I do not say he shall pray for it. That's the sin unto death, unto spiritual death. Now, who can commit it? First, the person has to be enlightened. What does it mean to be enlightened? The gospel is preached to you. You know the truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by him. Number two, tasted of the heavenly gift. Jesus is the heavenly gift. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Number three, he was made a partaker of the Holy Ghost. God filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Number four, tasted the good word of God. One translation says the meat of God's word. So the person has outgrown milk. So the person is not a baby Christian, a mature believer who has grown and has outgrown the childhood stage of spiritual development. And then the Bible talks about having partaken of the powers of the world to come. The powers of the world to come. Talk about gifts of the spirit. The person has operated in the gifts of the spirit. Had those things operate through them. Now if a person like that willfully, not under duress, not under pressure, not that at one time, in intense pressure, the person just says, oh, what this Jesus have? I don't know why. He's not helping me. Maybe I'll just leave him alone. That's not the unpardonable sin. You know, that's not the unpardonable sin. You know, uh, some folks, they bring a gun. They say, denounce Jesus or I'll kill you. And then the person denounces Jesus and then they still kill him. And then you think the person went to hell. The person didn't go to hell. The person is in heaven. If they were Christians before, that whatever they did wasn't, didn't come from their heart. It was their head. It was under pressure. That's not the unpardonable sin. I'm talking about somebody that willfully when the Bible says if we sin willfully, don't take that out of its context and say, you know, the part of this country I'm from, they say that sin that is premeditated, God doesn't forgive somebody. It's a lie. Which sin is not premeditated? Shamomoda. with Kindaria Junior. Where did that come from? Hogwash. Tommy rot. That's all it is. Arant nonsense. The willful sin there. The Bible tells us that he has trodden underfoot the son of God. Counted the blood of the covenant wherewith it was sanctified an unholy thing. And done despite to the spirit of grace. That's the willful sin he was talking about. Not just that. He just sin willfully. How many lies are not willful? How many? <laughs> if, you, if you told the lie, you knew the truth. It was willful. <laughs> so let's interpret scripture in light of scripture. But you see, you don't have to be scared. Now, if, you, if somebody is concerned, I met one young man one time. He said, look, he's not sure he has committed the unpardonable sin. I said, the very fact that you're asking me means you haven't committed it. People who commit it. They know they have committed it. They don't care whether they commit it or not. They are not interested in their spiritual welfare. They don't want anything to do with Jesus. They don't want anything to do with God anymore. So the very fact that you're even trying to talk to me and you're looking for spiritual help, you have not committed it. So (laughs) relax your mind. But the devil, if you go to mental institutions, it's a common thing. Many of them there will tell you they've committed the unpardonable sin. It's something, it's a lie the devil feeds them. The devil feeds them that lie. It's a lie, it's a lie, it's a lie, it's a lie, it's a lie. Shut the door in your mind to the devil. Don't allow wrong thinking. Don't allow wrong thinking. Don't think wrong. Don't think wrong. Don't think wrong. Maybe I'm under a curse. Maybe there's even a curse on my family. Maybe there's even a curse on my family. Shut up! Whether there's a curse on your family or there isn't a curse on your family, you, look, you belong to another family now. And that family you belong to now is a blessed family. You know, look, something about covenants is this. If someone is in covenant with someone or is in a certain covenant, if he enters into a higher covenant, it automatically disannuls the other one. Are you listening to me? You are in covenant with God. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. He's one spirit. Tell you a real life story. There was this girl, she was nine years old. One day she was walking from going home from school. And as oh maybe I should tell you, I'll tell you this is I'm filling you in on what happened. Let me tell you the end. Brother Hegin went to preach in this church. And when he got there to preach, there was this lady, 20-somewhat year old lady, who was at the altar praying. After the service, she was praying and just sobbing her heart heart out. Oh, God. He said, what could be the matter with this lady? That she's sobbing like this, looking for help. You know, compassion welled out of him. How can this person be helped? And then in an instant, the Spirit of God showed him what was happening, what had happened to her. Then he told the pastor, said, I believe I can help that lady. Oh, he said, really? pastor said, I've been walking and walking and trying to do my best to help her and her husband. I haven't been able to. Said, all right, I believe I can. Could you organize a meeting with her, her husband, you, your wife? I want to have a meeting with all, with all those parties. Well, they sat down and then he told her, told the lady, how did he know this in by revelation? You know, eh? <laughs> Man is a spirit. You know, sometimes Christians have problems. They go to psychologists to help them. The psychologist does not even know himself, not to talk about knowing you. Psychology is the study of the the mind of man, of man's behavior through his mind. Psychology believes that man is mind and body. Man is not mind and body. Man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. Psychologists call something the subconscious mind. It's not a subconscious mind, it's the spirit. When the girl was nine years old, one day she was going home from school. She got to the house and she met her mother in bed with another man. When she saw that, a demon came and oppressed her. Took a hold of her because of what she saw. Now, she got born again. The thing left her spirit, obviously, but was now still in her soul and oppressing her emotions. She was born again now, but it was still, that was still going on. She married, but she couldn't consummate the wedding with her husband. She just couldn't. Anytime that came up, she just couldn't. She couldn't be a wife to him. They'd been married over a year. So she was going to tell the man, look, let's end this thing. It's not working. I can't be a wife to you. There's no use me suffering you. I can't do it. I just can't do it. Now, she didn't even know why she couldn't. It was that oppression. Well, Brother Hagen, when he told her that happened, she said, how did you know? You must be a fortune teller. Or a mind reader said, so, I'm not telling your fortune or reading your mind. The spirit of God showed me and then just showed her what God's word says. Told that thing to leave her, uh, was free. Next year, they had a child, I think they named him Kenneth. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. We have authority over the devil, and then there's the Holy Ghost who is our helper in this ministry of authority. Yes, we should be word people, but not just word people, Holy Ghost people as well. Now, you say, What if there's a spirit? And I need to discern the spirit. Let me tell you something. God is an intelligent being. You're an intelligent being. If there's a spirit that needs to be dealt with, specifically, God will tell you. If he doesn't tell you, forget it. Just go by the written word. Go by what God's word says about you. Stand your ground on God's word. Believe his word. Confess his word. Amen. Amen. No matter the stronghold, no matter the oppression, no matter the problem, the Bible says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. There's deliverance in the word. There's deliverance in God's word. Just knowing your rights, knowing your authority, knowing that you're free. I've heard of people, they'll talk about them having, Is another real life story. This guy wanted to marry a lady. (laughs) Real life story. We wanted to marry a lady. And then um, went to his uncle. Now the lady had been wild in the world before she got saved. But she was now saved. She was now living for God. And she told him, look, that she's had a crazy past. Um, took the lady to meet his uncle. This is the lady I want to marry. The uncle called him apart. Said, see that lady? You can't marry her. He said, Uncle, I want to marry her. He said, Look, I've been there. That was what the uncle said. <laughs> you can't go where I've gone. So, Uncle told him. He insisted, He said, Uncle, maybe it's me who should feel like that. I know. She's told me about things that happened in the past. And, you know, now she's a different person. She's a ching person. The uncle said, Don't do it. He insisted that, Look, I'm convinced that's what I'm going to do. All right. They got married. After their wedding, got to their room. Wedding day, he was tired. And um, he just drifted into sleep as he lay down, you know. You know, wedding and all stuff, you know, the church, the reception, the people, the drinks, who ate food, who didn't eat food, how did it taste like, you know. How was the procession, the rings, the right size, the page boy, everything, you know. He just drifted into sleep. He had a dream. In the dream, he saw this old woman, real life story, aged woman, old woman, looking so scruffy. Woman showed up to him in his dream, and the woman met with him. They had carnal knowledge of each other in the dream. He woke up. You know, it happened so quickly. He woke up, and from that day, he couldn't consummate his marriage to his wife. Do those things happen? They do happen. Until he met somebody who told him, look, that's just the devil. We are believers in Christ. You have authority over him. And you can exercise that authority. And he was set free just like that. Amen. He didn't even have to go to anybody. It did not even have to happen in the first place if he knew his rights. See, many believers don't know their rights. You know, his uncle went to wait for him somewhere now. Uh showed him that sent air force Mm. (laughs) or blew something. Look, they shouldn't blow something on you and it should catch you. Not if you know who you are in Christ. Let them blow. The Bible says, surely they shall gather but not by me. Those who gather against you, they will fall for your sake. Since they will come against you in one direction, they will flee in seven. He said, no weapon formed against you will prosper. He said, every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, said you will condemn. In Numbers 23, 23, he said, surely there is no enchantment against Jacob. There is no divination against Israel. No enchantment against, no enchantment against Jacob. No enchantment against Jacob. No enchantment against Jacob. You need to know that. No matter where they are calling your name. No matter what they are calling your name on. No matter what it is, no matter what it is, no matter what it is, it shouldn't be a prayer point for you. Who should know who you are in Christ? Romans 8 37. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We're more than conquerors. We're not denying that there's a devil, we're not denying that he has some ye ye powers here and there. But you see, he's beneath our feet. He's beneath our feet. He's beneath our feet. We are seated together with Jesus. In the heavenly places. In the heavenly places. In the heavenly places. Far above. principality. And power. And might. And dominion. And every name that's named in this world. And also in that which is to come. Amen. Someone said they're going to put a spell on you. Now, let me explain something. Don't go and slap an elderly person and say you're a believer and they can't harm you. Look, they don't need to harm you. You have harmed yourself. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Every man swear, that shall he reap. That's dishonor. The Bible says, honor your father and your mother. First commander, they promise that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Don't go and violate God's word and say, God will protect me. God didn't send you to violate his word. And you're not walking in love doing that. And faith walks by love. If our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts and knoweth all things. But if our hearts condemn us not, then have we confidence towards God. Don't go and do something foolish. Like I say, God will protect me. No. He didn't send you to do wrong. But even if you've done wrong, you know, sort it out with God. Go and meet the person. Apologize to them. If they wouldn't hear, take one or two people and sincerely apologize. If they wouldn't hear, tell it to the church or tell it to their family. Apologize. If they now wouldn't hear, they can do their worst. You've done the best you can. Look, we need to know our authority. We need to take advantage of our authority. Amen. Especially, especially in black Africa. Especially in black Africa. We need to know these things and know them well. Somebody if your father wasn't, or your father's father was, if your father wasn't and your father's father was, then your father's father's father was. If your father wasn't and your father's father wasn't, then your father's father's father was, then if that one wasn't, somebody down your lineage used to serve idols. Somebody down your lineage used to worship stuff, used to do stuff. And then some of these preachers they will come. And when they come, they will tell you, "Eh, if there was anything like that, you need to go and do checkup. You need to go and do mapping. You need to go and do mapping and then they need to take you for cleansing T- cleansing 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 you're bathing another man's wife by the river cleansing 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 what kind of crazy cleansing is that you need a cleansing yourself cleansing 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 they will say they'll be doing checkup they will be checking you up checking you up for demons nonsense information and inquiries, please visit our website www.remanigeria.com or you can reach us on 08100163948 or 08076576163.